Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Renson. I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. I feel that we as people interested in in stats should be excited by an article called here are the 10 most bonkers stats of 2023 um and i i'm just going to cherry pick a couple things that i think are are the most relevant some some of these i care about more than others one that i care about that i think is really interesting for our predicting purposes home teams winning only at a 521 clip that's barely any home field advantage lowest mlb league-wide home winning percentages 517 in 1994 is the most recent modern-ish with one. A, with a strike season <laughs> yeah uh, right absolutely yeah so 99 with 521 is the yeah yeah I, that's it, it's good to know but what does that what does that mean for fantasy wise it means that you can ignore home field advantage to me I mean, it means like, okay, when when I was thinking about MLB predictions, should I put in a higher order correction for home field advantage? Doesn't seem like it. No. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. So, no, I mean, I, I've barely paid attention to it over the last few years. And it used to be like, okay, there's some there's some places where there's, I, I felt like there's a moderate effect. Yeah. Like Oakland. Oakland and uh, the Marlins stupid stadium being like negatives yeah. and then Colorado being a positive. But I think between most of those stadiums kind of losing even like city field. Remember when city field was first constructed yeah. and it was like, <laughs> no one can hit a, hit a home run here. Yeah. Like, well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think these other statistics are funny. I think that one, that one is the one with the, the most wide reaching sort of fantasy perspective to me. Cause I think always think about like, should I start a pitcher here? And if it's like, you know, oh, I don't like to start this pitcher in on a road matchup. And it's like, well, actually, it doesn't matter a big amount right now. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. That's a good, that's a good um, validation point. Yeah. The return of the 2020 player. I, 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 knew, I knew you would pick I up on that. I feel like we had discussed this earlier in the season when we saw that it was back. Um, I Clayton Kershaw's team leading 126 <laughs> that was and the, a third innings pitched. That was That's the second one. one that I was going to say because, you know, when we were talking about forecasting innings pitched for the Dodgers this year, and it was like, oh, we hate it. <laughs> it's just, uh, this is just, this just, just completely awful. bolsters that. Like, wow, okay, That's like, if you think about like your normal team leading pitcher is sniffing 200 innings, right? At least yeah. around 200 mm-hmm. innings. And it's like, yeah, this is basically fifty percent of that. <laughs> like but sixty. Clayton Kershaw's doing what he always does. <laughs> I know. He's doing what he always does. He had the midseason. He had the midseason. I'm not playing because I, guys, I'm Clayton Kershaw, and he's going to get to one thirty ish innings. But it's everybody else around uh, around him just didn't didn't show up. Kyle Schwarber is pretty good. This he's hitting 197. Are you That's, more excited about the Kyle Schwarber one or the positive, which is that the positive side of looking at uh, Trey Turner's 29 for 29 and stolen bases? 
mean, that's nuts. Steal more. <laughs> that, I know. I know. It's like, dude, you haven't been thrown out. Like, what, what are you, are you doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, he's a dad now. Nine yeah. months after he signed that contract, <laughs> he, he became a father. And, uh, well, I guess you just got to protect your body at that point. I, I guess so. Anyway, I found I found both of those pretty funny. I mean, the same team, right? <laughs> it's like just crazy stuff for the Phillies. Because, because Trey Turner should be the Phillies' leadoff hitter. And it's Kyle Schwarber hitting 197. <laughs> like obviously, obviously we should put Kyle Schwarber. I know it's up insane. There. I know. I I was gonna I was gonna make a comment on that. Like Schwarber, the leadoff hitter. <laughs> yeah. No, we we got this guy who's perfect at stealing bases, but we should have Kyle Schwarber lead lead be lead. No, but it makes total sense, right? Because <laughs> if you got a guy that's gonna he's gonna be he he's gonna be on the base paths one out of five times. Some of those times he's just going to hit a home run, so he's not going to be on the base pass. So it's like you're starting over again at, at the two slot. <laughs> I see. Every time. I see. Yeah. Okay. Good Good strategy. I like that one. It's like you start the game up <laughs> with one out, one run, or maybe he's a, he walked. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Let's let's move on to some, to some sobering news here. Uh, tools check in on TGFBI here. Um, fortunately, the tables have turned again. I'm at 215, up from 239. You're at 221, down from 220. That means we're we're in a race to the end here about who can who can squeeze out a little bit more juice this last week. Yeah, I I didn't made yeah I made some changes to my roster to hopefully get something good stuff. And who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think at some point we should do a postmortem in the next. You know, next few weeks, maybe maybe when we really get to the the bona fide off season after the yeah. playoffs are over, we can we can discuss that. But we'll be we'll be good to do and and think a little bit more again, yet again about how to strategize <laughs> for the future. <laughs> I think I mean it's weird because I feel like we're getting better at TGFBI, even though our numbers don't appear to bolster that. Um. Well, we're both ending up in a slightly above average, but slightly above the middle. And um, it felt less lucky. <laughs> I think I think it felt less lucky. I mean, we we did. It's an interesting case because we did ourselves no favors by saying, "Look, we're just going to trust our draft order and go for it." Right? <laughs> Except for so th- this to some extent, this was a big experimental year, and the fact that we didn't completely crash and burn is is not bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean I agree with you. We had a. I think one of the problems that I felt over the course of the season is that we had a glut of all right players. Yes. Let's move on here. Um, TV roundup episodes six of Ashoka and wheel of time. And uh, we confirmed you confirmed that both are only eight episodes long, which means there's two more episodes <laughs> of each of these. And I have no freaking clue where they're going. Either one. I, I, I sort of liked how Sabine Wren is, you know, uh, is just like, don't worry about how I got here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ezra's like, okay. It is. It is a power move for a show, and this is a power. This is a power move that I think they can't pull off. But it's a power move. It to was not deserved. Whatever you're going to say, it was not deserved. Two major characters in episode six of an eight episode season. Yeah, I mean, was Thrawn really introduced? Well, he's certainly on screen. <laughs> I mean, we still don't know why he's back. I mean, again, Thrawn was sort of a like. I don't know something evil out there that one might call a <laughs> menace who was not really present therefore maybe like a phantom so one might call it a phantom menace. 
it is true. We still we still have no idea why this guy is bad. Other than, you know, he, he issued one command to be like, ah, whatever, go kill him. <laughs> or like, ah, we don't care about those people. But other than that, it's like, mm, I don't know. And then Ezra's just living out here in a hut with the with the be. turtle hobbits. <laughs> you did turtle too. Hermit crabs. I, they are totally hermit crabs. hermit crabs. Do you think that they found the those shells? They found those? Why not? Who? So th- so they, they found there were other turtles living in this world. And they found their shells. Why couldn't they have been scallops? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Uh, I mean, hey, some people like scallops. They could be that big. I maybe Thrawn ate them all. <laughs> I um I don't love either of these shows at this point. I know, I know. I feel this. I, well, you know what? At every week I do this on. Um, I had a copy of The Hunt for the Horn. Why did you do in that? my hands? I had it in my hands. Well, because it was there. I saw it. It was on okay. a bookshelf, and I was like, "Hey, look at this!" All right. And I showed the lady the like map of the world. <laughs> Why don't you just look on Amazon but, Prime? No. Um, but, I mean, come on. Like, the $2, it's worth $2. Those, you, I, the, like, yeah, the earmarked. Anyways, I, I kind of am more in the Wheel of Time. More, I feel more positive about the Wheel of Time, like, series. Because it's, like, it's so not, it's so not the book that it's, like, you know, sort of fun. I completely agree with you on the Hunt for the Horn. I was high on Wheel of Time. And then this episode... I was just lost again. Just totally lost. Yeah, I agree. It, but it's sort of like more rooted in what I know, which was helpful. Fair. But they're gonna have to they're gonna have to really stick the landing here in episodes seven and eight to bring me back. I mean look, okay. I'm I'm always I'm always gonna watch, right? It's not like I like they would have to they would have to do a full Westworld for me to be out on season three. Yeah. Westworld season three or season two? Westworld season three. Yeah, which made us, you know, completely stop. <laughs> stop. We stop watching it. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, this they're all set up. There's going to be a big battle in Falm. One would assume they better not end up with like a cliffhanger and like, oh, we're going to have the battle in Falm. It's like, no, they just can you just deliver? They Please. they need they got to do it. <laughs> they got to do it. I'm going to be, I'd, I'd be pretty peeved. Okay, this week we're going to talk more about AAA and specifically talking about pitching and the guys who have straddled AAA and the majors this year with a couple things in mind when we did this exercise before it was really looking at guys to grab in the last few weeks of TGFBI that turned out to be a little bit harder to do for pitching so we pushed it off a little bit so now this is a little bit more of an exercise about whose names should we not be too surprised when we hear next year I think is, is kind of where I'm at now uh, right, so we looked at AAA pitching, uh, AAA hitting. Sorry, I think three weeks ago at this point, I reran everything. So I thought we'd thought we'd kick this off by just just taking a look at the the batting the batters again and just seeing like has anything changed, anything anything surprising, any names that we like on here. And I sorted this by who's doing the best, who is doing the best relative to in the majors, basically. Uh huh. Um, and w- another thing that I gave you is the number of PAs that they have in the majors. <laughs> this is a new addition. There's a new That's column. That's good. I so like it. So you can look and see, hey, Heston Kierstead doesn't matter. He's had four PAs. He's got yeah. a really... Zach Geldof. Zach Geldof. <laughs> Geldof. Bob's son? <laughs> yeah, probably. Must be. 
Uh, Noted baseball enthusiast. No, but I was thinking you should be happy about a couple of things on here, right? The Marte, Mm -hmm. Noelvi, is on here. Yeah, I'm excited Marte is getting a cup of coffee. Actually producing. I mean, you got 83 PAs. I mean, there's a couple of people Mm -hmm. on here that I think are real. Zach Geloff has actually got 244 plate appearances this year. That's like a real statistical sample. Is Ellie De La Cruz cooling off? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, look where he's at, yeah. right? He's, I mean, yeah. he's, he's still, he's still positive, right? So again, just to remind everyone what we did, we looked at four key scoring categories and looked at where the guys were relative to the mean of the distribution. So in this case, we're talking about are they, how are they performing relative to everybody in stolen bases, hits, home runs, and then negatives as a strikeout, which was trying to um, account for the change in pitching, basically. Mm-hmm. Ellie De La Cruz is amazing at, at stealing bases, right? He steals bases just as well <laughs> no. in the majors as he did in the minors. Yeah, no problem there. Should not surprise anybody. But his hitting has has struggled <laughs> in the in the majors. Yeah, my buddy uh, Christian Encarnacion. Man, I think he's just going to have a long career as a decent player. <laughs> where if he, where he's going to ha- have this like. If he gets to if he gets to the point where it's every year he's playing 160 games, he's going to be fantasy relevant. If he's yeah. at injury risk, will not be. No, I mean any anybody who's anybody who's positive relative to the major league mean is, yeah. has value, right? In fantasy, yeah. roughly, more or less. You should think about things to that first order. Um, and so, what I'm most interested in, I think, are the guys who are positive in both the minors and the majors. Like these are guys that. I would actually trust more going into next year. And the guys that are that our forecaster is going to struggle with. And then we're going to talk more about this oh, with the oh, pitchers. Yeah. But I mean, like Ronnie Maurizio is has been a relatively heralded prospect. He's only going to get 50. He's going to get maybe 60 PAs in the majors mm-hmm. this year. But he's made hay with, with them, consistent with what he did in the minors. Is he a guy we should be looking at next year for drafting? Probably. Marco Luciano, not. <laughs> as, as I had predicted, got called up. Oh, Pete Armstrong. Wow. Yeah, he's been he's been big negative. I mean, he's only he's only got ten PAs, but he's done absolutely nothing with them except for strikeout. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Westberg has been interesting, especially because we're owners of him. Mm-hmm. Um, his power. It, this this is is totally goes along with what I had seen, which is like he hits a ball, he gets on the bases, doesn't really steal. It cannot hit home runs and um, strikes out a little bit more than you'd want. Jordan Westberg, everybody. That is Jordan Westberg. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of these guys are, are totally statistical at this point, right? I mean, I'm looking at anybody who's got more than 200 plate appearances. You probably, we probably yeah. actually kind of know who they are at this point. And their names that yeah, you, those are the names that you Every year, every yeah. year. <laughs> but but I think play player. those are names that you've heard of, right? Like, yeah. like Mickey Moniak. Luis Matos, Bo yep. Naylor. I mean, these are guys that have, have made some appearance on the pod in some way <laughs> or another, right? Yeah. Good old Christopher Morel. I uh, know. So I think, I okay. think well, these, these are the guys that I want to keep an eye on for the forecaster next year. Like, I want to just take an extra pass at all these guys. Hmm. Yeah, we may not. Basically, have to and say, like, all right, guys. our automatic guess for everything is probably is a little iffy. We should probably take a look at them again. Okay. okay. So you know you want to do pitchers. I do. I do want to do pitchers. Uh, pitchers are a unique challenge for this exercise, I think, because they yes. don't get called up in the exact same way as batters. No. So they're called up for well, spot they starts. They're called up for relief. They're called up, 
you know, for, for random things. So with, you know, big caveats that this is a little bit more of a tricky data set to analyze. Yeah, some of the guys are called up for games that they know they're going to get destroyed. It's yeah. like, um, yeah. okay, well, it's actually the second game of a double header that we're traveling for and nobody wants to no one wants to pitch in the game so can you give give us four innings and seriously we keep it under 10 runs four innings <laughs> you're good and like well, okay in part that's why i in part that's why i you know made sure to list the teams here right because there are teams that you could predict that that was more likely to happen for so here you know i again sorted it by outings in the majors and minors and for pitchers by the okay. way i i took as the four categories uh earned runs hits walks and strikeouts basically trying to encapsulate you know era and whip <laughs> and then strikeouts like okay what's relevant for fantasy mm-hmm. and here you see a lot more you see less uh the consistent correlation between what happened in the minors and what happened in the majors and that makes me nervous for forecasting these guys yeah, I, so, I, I see what, you, what you're saying. Yeah, because the other one we usually see, it's like, okay, like hits are similar and strikeouts are similar. Or there's one, you know, one out of the couple of categories is off, but this seems to be it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, there are... So I think this takes a lot more sifting to pick guys who are interesting. And so it's it's been more of an exercise. Uh, it's been more of a challenge, I think. And... I do want to highlight the number one guy on here. First of all, for two reasons. One, his name is, is he twin. His name is no, he's not. He's a Philly. Uh, because when I was looking at MLB.com, like just for headlines, they said the Phillies' secret weapon pitcher has just appeared in the MLB, and it's this guy, who named after a constellation. Well, yes and no, because in Fangraphs he's actually Richard. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So so he's. I mean, he's actually Richard, right? But they, but, but he goes by Orion. Okay, <laughs> all right. So he's kind of a perfect encapsulation of the problems that you feature that that we're running into in this. Which is one, uh, he actually only he only pitched in one game in AAA because he spent most of the season uh, in Double A. So uh, it's yes, 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 yes. So oh. pitchers are more likely even. They're also. more likely to move across. Yes, exactly. So this is turning into so the, the same sort of exercise that I want to apply to the batters, which is like, okay, I want to sort all these guys so that I can look at them more carefully next year. Is like, oh, this is a much harder task <laughs> for pitchers. Wow. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to get this right because one of the guys on here is Bobby Miller, and Bobby Miller has has actually been plenty of opportunity <laughs> yeah <laughs> has been <laughs> on the Dodgers yeah has been has been an you know like a real fantasy asset yeah right has been has actually been valuable and so if we'd been able to forecast preseason like hey this is a guy maybe to have on your radar in some way and well he's he's a guy that I think is going to be really interesting because you he's I mean he his strikeouts have dropped way off in the majors, which is an interesting yeah. thing. Like all of these guys, one thing that is very true is that everybody's strikeout rate declines from the minors to the majors. Yo, why would it go up? Well, I, yeah, but I mean, but it's only, it's to the point where I feel like we're actually going to be able to to fit a relation to that and say like, what about this Connor Phillips guy? He's saying, hey, look at me. Okay, couple couple people have have been outliers. We have to figure out when this converges because Connor Phillips has only faced ninety three 
93. First of all, the Reds have churned through a crazy number of pitches. There's a lot of Reds here. <laughs> there are a lot of Reds here. Yeah. I, was, I kept thinking that. Like, every time I was looking at these, like, what is going on with these with the Reds? Oh, there, there, there's a decent number in the um, uh, in the batters too. There's a yeah. decent number of Reds, but and the Twins. It's funny because the Twins have have this mentality too, just like eh, play a bunch of players, and but they don't have as many pitchers in here. Honestly, odd that they're like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. What we got everybody we need. They got Chris Paddock back off the IL. I mean, what el- what else do they need? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about Connor Phillips having 93 total batters faced. What, what, what are Chris Paddock going to get this year? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, I, I mean, some of this is interesting because I, you know, I spot checked a couple of these guys like this Garrett Crochet, Garrett Crotchet. What? How are we? I don't know. I don't know how to depend. That is the how. biggest thing that I'm seeing here. Is like I don't know any. I don't know how to pronounce any of these guys. But he's a guy who's been lighting it up, who, who lit it up in the minors. And then he got to the majors, mm-hmm. and he's been a negative performer. And if you look him up, he's actually like a fairly touted prospect, admittedly, in the White Sox system. But it's this question of like, what do we do? How much extra information do you have to augment these guys with? With the batters, I feel like, okay, I can just look at the spreadsheet, and I can kind of run down it. But with these, I'm like, oh, I actually feel like I'm going to have to look these guys up. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna actually have to look at like what is their what is their pitching mix, what um what is the defense behind them. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a lot of work. Like I I would Abner Uribe, mm. like great name. Uh, <laughs> assume that he's Juan's son, Juan Uribe. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's a brewer. I yeah. feel a lot better about him than going down the street to uh, South Side of Chicago. Yeah. Or this Joy Estes, Estes, yeah. um, not really wild about an athletic. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. But it's, I mean, I could see how, I could see how actually, if I'd played all of these well this year, there could have been some, there could have been some value to juicing the orange. I mean, like Ryan Papillot would have been one where you're like, oh, maybe we should have tried to juice that orange in some way. Papillon. Andrew Abbott. I mean, everybody on this list is a guy that would have been available in TGFBI had we just picked them at the right time. Oh, I have this guy. Carmen. Mlodzinski. You have him? I do. On TGFBI. Okay. Picked him up. Hopefully, I want him to get a save this week. I mean, he's been been a performer here at the end of the season. Really good strikeout numbers. Yep. Um... Yeah, you're talking about this is the this is sort of the kind of that you would expect to see, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his he's letting up a little bit more in earned runs. Um, he's letting up a little bit, a lot more hits. His walks, he's held down his walks. People yep. are because people want to tee up on him. I guess they're like, <laughs> I'm going to tee up on this. Um, oh, Carmen San Diego. And then and then he's getting he's still holding on to some strikeouts. This is interesting, yeah. No, I like him for next year, though he's a relief. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing is that Yeah, you don't the, have which of these guys have started versus which we have total batters face, not so that's that's starts. another thing to look at. I mean, every it's just like everything is a bigger challenge with the the pitchers <laughs> for doing this exercise. But it's also like I want to get it more right because there's clear value here. I think so. 
and this i mean a lot of these guys would have been something that could have helped our tgfbi teams i think is the key thing that i come back yep. to it's like we struggled we struggled with guys with pitchers and holding on to guys i well i'll speak for myself guys that i drafted for too long whereas like okay i needed to make sure that i got jordan wicks right or something mm-hmm. from at the outset or orion well orion's only pitched in one game so let's not let's not get Dick way ahead of orion. ourselves but well come on favorite constellation right there <laughs> what a what a derivative constellation to have your favorite i mean a couple couple guys on here that are but again i have to do some extra work to see what which one of you to see the performance in double a as well because i'm really only giving you the triple a performance right now and i think i think we have to go down to double a as well so we have to figure out some yep i think that about brings us to the review session will myers oh wow what is this 2016 you know it's it's funny i i mean poor will myers he he was released by the reds in june let's just get that let's just get that out there uh, well sort of interesting in this conversation that we have that we had yeah it's they're like do we want a quadruple a player who is in his 30s or do we want a quadruple a player who's in his young 20s well you know what Let's get all the young kids up here. Yeah. Like, we don't need Will Myers to tell anybody how to be a baseball player. Let's just bring Christian and Carnacion Band up. <laughs> Poor Will Myers. That means he doesn't even have, like, clubhouse gravitas. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't have anything. So, he, I mean, he was, a, he was a free agent, so it's not even like a, like a trade. The Reds were taking a flyer on him anyway looks like he had a little bit of an unfortunate year i mean he was on the he was on the il for a kidney stone at some point earlier this year i mean he's Oof. been on the il been on the IL multiple times i mean his, his his numbers are obviously nothing to write home about in 141 plate appearances this year three home runs 11 runs 12 rbis two stolen bases and a 189 average yeah i i would try the kids out <laughs> before i yeah. before i kept will myers up uh yeah exactly last year he had 286 plate appearance last year i mean last year was a big transition year obviously for the the padres more than more than anything else of course i mean well i i just have visions will myers will be on one of our two teams next year so i actually don't think so i think will myers is is done he's not done i think will Myers is done unless the kidney stones are like he's he's, 32 i think he's done i know but i i think he's done okay I, I say he's not done next year. Let's find out. I mean, <laughs> let's until he's forty. I I, I he's, say he's going to play at least one more game in the major leagues before he's turned forty. <laughs> he's going to come to somebody's camp. I will give you that. Also, the Reds paid him seven and a half million dollars this year. I'm sure he's not hurting for money unless he's been really bad with his. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Antoine Walker. But situation. I mean, but look look at his look at his previous year's stats i mean even even in 2021 right full season five ish 500 plate appearances here he pops 17 home runs 56 home runs 63 rbis yeah Yeah, 56 runs 63 (laughs) rbis eight stolen bases a 256 average on a 333 babip which uh, wow how did he keep that how does he have a 320 career babip because because he he's not slow I mean, he's actually been a good. No, he's never been slow. He's good, been a good base runner. He just has been hurting for getting on base forever. I mean, he's a career two fifty two hitter, and his best seasons are the ones where he eclipses obviously that average. Yeah, 
I don't. You don't have to. This is not someone that you're going to draft next year. I think that he's going to play some baseball for somebody. I mean, again, to me, yeah. This this conversation is interesting. Also, you know, the same things that we talked about last week, which is why did you draft him in the first place? <laughs> why did people draft him in the first place? How do you avoid making the mistake of like, okay, this guy's going to play 30 games this year and then get dropped? And yeah. yet again, I look at his 2022 stats, which was the thing that people were going off of and i'm kind of like there wasn't anything there why i mean okay so he changed teams and people thought okay he's for sure gonna get playing time yeah i thought that was in the preseason i thought oh he's going to cincinnati which was sort of an interesting team last time he's guaranteed playing time at in that (laughs) in that team and then they pivoted so hard so fast and so well yeah that he was gone i think that's that is the thing that we that's an interesting thing to try and predict is like the you know the aging the veteran value some teams are just going to inherently value that less than others yeah like (laughs) i know we pick on the twins a lot but will myers could easily be a twin next year that's what i was saying yes i i can just see him in a red Sox or in a twins Uh, uniform yeah in the outfield but we so we actually did okay in the sense although we should have we should have known from the outset that the Reds valued him a little bit less because we predicted him for either lineup spot four or five going into the season and the Reds started him at six. They paid him seven and a half million dollars. I thought that was a an indication of how much they valued him. I'm sorry, Michael. I, I disagree. <laughs> they put <laughs> they their money where they said how much they valued him. They put their money where their mouth was, and they they went for it. Yeah, and I, then they threw, and then they put the money, they put their mouth on a garbage can, and then vomited. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we talked about El, when we talked about Ellie De La Cruz and how he's just how he's selling jerseys for the reds right and will myers yeah. moving zero jerseys for the Reds. no 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 so i think i think i still think they put their money where their mouth was just in a different way right i mean i think they decided i i think they made the smart decision which was they made this pivot and it was like let's let's just see what we got here and it, and it worked so well i mean but if you look at the starting day roster for the reds this isn't typical. What the Reds did is is not typical. That that starting lineup on opening day <laughs> is not the same as the one that that is that is right that is happening right now. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's not even remotely similar to what they have right now. In 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 all for the best, right? And all in a good way. Yeah. yeah the only... they, got Joey, they got Joey Votto back. That was the oh, most. Yeah, they're going to keep on the Joey Votto thing. Yeah, but but Joey Votto actually. Joey Votto actually does make the money, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, in terms of yeah. in terms of jerseys that are sold. Well, I mean, if Will Myers had spent his whole career with the Reds, I'm sure that there would be more uh, connection. Yeah, I mean, I guess today's is- lineup is less different than I was expecting from the opening day lineup. But uh, but if you look over the last seven days, you see a whole lot of names that were were not there. Yeah. Christian could just get that surprisingly surprisingly fun team this year in yeah the end. it was poor will myers i i really don't think he's gonna play next year um in the majors and i really think that for many teams before you draft you should be very thoughtful about whether they're ready to jump ship on veterans <laughs> yeah i like I, th- before we draft veterans next year we need to look at the team and say are they waiting to turn everything over <laughs> <laughs> could be yeah i mean you're 
if if Will Myers signs for seven point five million dollars with your team <laughs> next year, I, I I mean we're gonna predict he's gonna get to eighty games. If he signs for if he signs with the Twins or the Red Sox, I would say eighty games is a, a reasonable assessment, a reasonable guess. All right, who are we doing next week? Alex Kirloff. I didn't even notice that we were going to do Alex Kirloff next. All that talk about him was totally organic. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Sea. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select to you, buddy. We're select to you, too. Yeah.